You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Timothy Smith, and we're broadcasting from Holy Cross Parish in Ipswich, South Dakota, Diocese of Sioux Falls. I want to say hello to all our listeners and the Real Presence Radio listening family all throughout the Upper Midwest. And we want to say thanks for staying with us right here on Real Presence Live. And you can always uh, visit all our segments. If you're on the move, if you got to go to an appointment and you're listening to a segment and you want to catch the other half, and this is true for all our Catholic radio program, programming, you can always visit us on Real Presence Live or realpresenceradio.org. You can download the Real Presence Radio listening app, and through that, you are able to access previously recorded programming. You can access all our programs, all the programs through 24 hours a day right here on Real Presence Radio, whether it's called to communion, Catholic answers, if there was a question you wanted to hear, whether it's women of grace, all these wonderful programs, you can access them and you're able to listen to them in their entirety. If you're on the go, if you have a cell phone signal, that's all you need. And you can access those things. You can also do it from a laptop computer or do it from an online device, an Alexa device or something like that. You're able to contact and get these programs. So we want to encourage you. There's always great ways to stay plugged in right here on Real Presence Radio. So we're broadcasting this morning from Holy Cross Catholic Church. And one of our staff members here, uh, Suzanne Stemmler, has joined us. She's the Director of Religious Education, and she's also a mother and a grandmother. Um, been entrusted with that care uh, for sharing the faith with her own family. Uh, Suzanne, thanks for being with us uh, this morning on Real Presence Live. It's my pleasure, Father. Um, I, uh, I really enjoy working at Holy Cross Parish um, it's my dream job here. Um, and I am the, as Father said, I am the DRE here at Holy Cross. Um, I uh, help with Catechesis of the Good Shepherd program, and I direct volunteers teaching the faith. And um, we, are, we were very fortunate this year to be able to start in-person classes in September, um, and we've continued with that throughout the, the year. Um, I was raised in Montana and uh, lived here at in Ipswich, South Dakota for the last 30 years with my husband. We raised three kids on a farm south of town, um, and I now have two very good-looking grandsons. That's great, and uh, Sons of Thunder, I'm glad that <laughs> sometimes they're, they're here at the parish, and I'm glad to see them and uh, praying for them and their vocation, and so glad that you're with us this morning, and also that you're here at the parish, you know, leading our young people, our children, your desire, your love for Jesus, your love for the faith, your love for the Blessed Virgin Mary, and how you share those with our faith. You know, the, the best teacher is a good example, a good witness, and Suzanne, I want to say to all our listeners, thank you for being one of those good examples and good witnesses, and all our listeners in every parish Wherever you live, wherever you're listening to us from, there are great examples. Doesn't mean they're perfect. Doesn't mean that they're living saints. They're saints in the making. They, they struggle. They have challenges and hardships just like everything else, uh, everybody else. That's human. But, but that's the 
the glory of God. He comes into our humanity and he transforms it. And so if you're a catechist, if you're involved in your parish religious education program, um, then, then ask the Lord and he will give you that inspiration. And this morning, we want to talk about that inspiration to encourage vocations in our religious education programming. So um, if I think back to my own parish uh, in Sioux Falls, where I was involved in first uh, being a part of religious education programming, I was a small group leader for confirmation program at St. Michael's Parish in Sioux Falls. And I remember seeing on one of the classrooms there at St. Michael's was a poster that said, is God calling you to be a priest? And there was a, it was an old poster and all the guys were dressed in like 80s clothes with like big <laughs> 80s glasses and hairdos. And I thought, well, I don't know if he's calling me to dress like one of those guys, you know, but, uh, but the question was provoking. And even just that poster being there in that room or just seeing that image of the priesthood and vice on, on the other side, seeing images of religious sisters, uh, consecrated sisters, those are positive influences that living a vocation in the heart of the church is a real reality. And so, Suzanne, how do we here at Holy Cross pray for vocations in our parish? You know, what, what's, the, what's the start for us? First thing, uh, as we're members of the church, we want to pray. So how do we pray for vocations? Well, in our parish here at Holy Cross, um, we uh, pray the rosary before Mass every day, and then um, we also pray the vocations prayer. And I know that Father uh, began the show today with that prayer that we say every before every Mass. Um, and it, it, it asks that... Break that, it down. Say that prayer again. Let's look it, at that prayer. It asks that, that well, Jesus and Mary... Um, Grant to our young people generosity necessary to follow your call and the courage required to overcome all obstacles. And there's many. There, You, Father, know more than anybody. There are all kinds of obstacles um, that can can get in the way of, of a vocation for, mm. for our young people. And this is just asking Mary to give us that courage. Um, and Jesus, and then and then it also talks to the parents. Give to parents that faith, love, and spirit of sacrifice, which will inspire them to offer their children to God's service. Mm. So we're asking parents to to take that step of um, sacrificing their their son or daughter to a religious vocation, and that can be a difficult a difficult thing for many parents to to take if if you know if they're son or daughter wants to become a religious, they might not see as much of them. And of course, um, sometimes that, you know, I'm a grandmother and, um, and so if, if, if my child is, is going to um, go into a, a religious vocation, may not, the parent, my, my kids might not provide me with grand, grandkids. Sure. And that is, and that is a sacrifice. That's parents have to sacrifice that. But the the rewards are 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 many and um <clears throat> and then and then it's it also prays let your example and that of your blessed mother and saint joseph encourage both young people so um asking parents to let your example the blessed mother saint joseph give them um encouragement in knowing that jesus is with them all the time and um, and his grace will sustain them, will keep them um, 
keep their eyes on the on the on our Lord and and follow His call. Um, so that's that's the prayer. It's it's calling us all to to uh, to help help someone who's uh, maybe discerning a vocation or even even give them that call. That's a beautiful prayer, and uh, this is a popular prayer in our in our diocese. Uh, uh, that Sharon and Knights of, Col- Knights of Columbus really propagated this prayer for vocations uh, many years ago, and I think the fruit of it has been this call uh, and this beautiful gift of encouragement to parents and families, as you mentioned. Um, it, it does involve sacrifice, um, but if we are people of the Word, if we immerse ourselves in the Scriptures, we can see, uh, whether it's uh, Abraham's offering of his son Isaac, if we read about uh, Hannah, the mother of the prophet Samuel, and, and the book of Samuel in the Old Testament, if we read countless other examples of faithful parents offering, dedicating their children to the God's service, and as well as no mother uh, can find any greater example than in the Blessed Virgin Mary herself who offered her son, who was by the cross with her son when he suffered for the sake of our salvation. And so there's so many great scriptural examples um, in the Old Testament, and even in the Acts of the Apostles, as we read about um, some of those first messengers of Christianity, of sharing the faith, and, and first of uh, the apostolic witness of the church, they, the apostles came from families. Uh, St. Peter, uh, we, we hear about his mother, you know, being involved um, there, and even being sick with a fever at one time, that the call, and of course, Jesus called Peter by the shore of Capernaum, you know, by there, the Sea of Galilee. And so that call is a familial call. It, it, moms and dads aren't just forgotten about. They're part of this process of following this vocation. And uh, it, this prayer really goes to the heart of that. So that's part of the experience of that. In our parish here, Suzanne, we have a, a number of vocations in history. At one time, there was an ordination here in the late 1960s, uh, Father Roger Gaditz, one of our senior priests. He has many brothers and sisters, and his own parents uh, were longtime members here at Holy Cross. And then uh, our own Father J.P. Morgan, who is a priest and the rector of the Cathedral of St. Joseph in Sioux Falls. This was his home parish, Holy mm-hmm. Cross. He mm-hmm. went to Holy Cross School. His, his father was a sacristan. His mom was very involved in the Catholic Foresters, Lady Forest, National Catholic Society of Foresters. Um, so she was really involved in the life of the church. And so out of that, that immersement in the life of prayer, you know, the fruit of that is vocations. And so also this love for the church, this, this sacrifice, this dedication. So Suzanne, you know, how can we uh, really make our young people experience that reality of a vocation, you know, of right here in the life of the church? Well, well they experience it, of course, um, through the, the parish priest um, and seeing him, seeing him in the community, um, seeing his joy. Um, and in the priesthood, and you have a lot of joy, Father, that that our our young people see, and we appreciate that so much. Um, we can also uh, invite invite like consecrated sisters into the parish. There's many many um, uh, communities out there that that do conduct retreats and um, are willing to come and be a witness. And um, we have had here at, at Holy Cross the opportunity to have some of those consecrated um, 
people in our parish and among our young people and um and it it uh it opens their eyes to their to the um to the joy that they see in these people that are living their life for for god um that that and then when they conduct a retreat maybe they give testimony so they get to see that these consecrated people are just people like like them they yeah. they they were young once too and they um they had those obstacles the same obstacles that everybody experiences um and so they overcame those obstacles with the help of of god with their parents the blessed mother saint joseph and they were able to consecrate their life to christ and and that's what brings them so much joy and peace um not that they probably still have a lot of a lot of suffering and sacrifice that they have to have to live but they know that that the peace of christ is with them always so it's beautiful and and to have that presence of consecrated men and women uh, living that vocation in the heart of the church Uh, we're going to take a short break here suzanne and to all our listeners we'll be right back we're talking about religious vocations and strengthening that presence in our religious education programs stay tuned right here on real presence live This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, Please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, contact lenses, glasses, and vision therapy services. Our specialized vision therapy program works to improve how the eyes work together as a team. We work with our patients to improve reading difficulties, lazy eyes, eye turns, and focusing problems, which can be detrimental to performance in the classroom and on the job. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith, and we're broadcasting from Holy Cross Parish in Ipswich, South Dakota, heart of the Real Presence Radio listening network, and we're uh, responding to the call to holiness, the universal call to holiness that all members of the church have received, and in particular, we also have a call to a particular vocation, a state in life, and how we live our lives in service to God and Jesus the Good Shepherd. He calls his sheep. He calls each one of them. He knows them by name, and he has a plan for them, and God's plan for our lives is the best thing for us. It's the source of our joy, and our guest this morning is Suzanne Semler, Director of Religious Education here at Holy Cross Catholic Church. And Suzanne, we were just speaking about this experience of vocations. You gave me an affirmation and said, you see the joy uh, in me and my vocation as I try to live that out. But you also see the pain and suffering, too, <laughs> as one of my staff members. And, uh, of course, let's not sugarcoat it, you know, living our lives, whether you're a married person, whether you're a religious sister, whether you're a, a, you're a grandmother, whether you're, you're just living that call to holiness and, and you have any challenge in your life, that entails, you know, that sacrifice as well. You know, that there's no one who lives the Christian life apart from uh, having to contend with the reality of the cross. Um, that being said, you know, sharing with our young people the fullness of the gospel also means this beauty of the church's vocations um, that we have in the life of the church. And you talked about having um, consecrated religious sisters uh, come to the parish. You know, this is a, something I've experienced. Um, we, we here at Holy Cross, there's two uh, religious congregations that we've invited to come to our parish. We don't have any uh, religious sisters that are living and doing ministry here in Ipswich. So a few times throughout the year, we invite sisters to come and do a retreat. We had a confirmation retreat with the sisters from the Leaven of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Um, They have a beautiful retreat ministry. And so to have a whole carload of sisters show up um, and to lead our young people in a retreat and just a beautiful experience of, of divine love and grace and their beautiful witness in their religious habit um, and just to see how that leaves an impression but not just about wearing different clothing it's also the joy that you carry within and that that witness of a vocation also the sisters of mary morning star um, friends of our parish here who also come uh, once a year and and share their faith with us uh, their beautiful charism of contemplative prayer of adoration uh, leading our young people in in a time of a holy hour and also their gift of song and how they pray they they sing the psalter of the church and for them to be able to take that charism and that joy they live in their vocation and to share it with us um, is a beautiful testimony and something i've often wondered suzanne is you know how will a young girl or how will a young woman ever know that there is such a thing as a consecrated religious sister or a nun that lives in a convent unless they ever see one in real life. Exactly, exactly. And they, they um, and, and being able to uh, talk to that, talk to that sister um, and ask her questions. We had the Sisters of Mary Morningstar here, and they were able to to visit with our young young elementary kids, and they they came in and um, prayed with us and sat down on the floor with us, and and the kids were just they were just entranced by um, by that and listening to the sisters talk about um, some of the some of the things that they have to give up 
Um, but also, they when they talk about about their life, it's they talk about it with such joy, mm-hmm. and they're because because they are in the knowledge that Jesus lives with them and is with them and and carries them in their vocation. And the kids, um, the kids still talk about that. It, it's been more than a year ago that we did that, and the kids really. Um, and and so you know hopefully we can do it again and have the sisters come and visit with them but if they don't have the opportunity to see a a religious person um and in their community mm-hmm. it wasn't just one that came to visit it was a whole community of them um from all ages uh young um young girls to you know middle age women and seeing them living together as a community and enjoying life as, as their community. And that, that is such a beautiful example because each one of the sisters are distinct. They have their own right. personality. Um, they have their own quirks. They have their own family of origin, their own background. And so uh, just seeing our students with the, uh, the, con- the, the confirmation retreat that we had the sisters from the 11 of the Immaculate Heart of Mary lead, how some sisters would relate to some students differently. And, mm-hmm. But that's because we're all particular beings, but we're all called to holiness by God and to see how they all, even with the community, maybe even their quirks or even sisters in community, uh, may have personalities that mm-hmm. are at odds with one mm-hmm. another and may playfully, you know, live out that joy and that vocation together. A great example for our young people. And you're right to see our young people, particularly those elementary students, just be mesmerized by the presence of sisters and to see them uh, with their rosaries that they have on the side of their habit to pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet along with our own students Mm. who have their little rosaries from their religious education box. Um, For them to be able to pray along really makes that a tangible connection to the reality of a vocation. And, uh, you know, Suzanne, I know you you grew up uh, with a great Catholic background in your family in Montana where you're from, um, but... It isn't like it, it was, you know, 50, 60, 70 years ago where there was the presence of, of religious sisters visibly present in the world today. And so that's a powerful, tangible way of catechesis is having that experience of community with religious sisters. You know, how does, uh, you know, young people's familiarity with uh, the priesthood, you know, impress our children? You know, obviously... We come together at Mass, but what's your experience with this, even in your own life, Suzanne? I know you've spoken about how it wasn't uncommon for you to have priests over at your home for family dinner. Uh, what's that experience like for you, and how do you think that helps children understand a vocation? Well, I, I, did, I did grow up in a Catholic home. Um, we, I was raised on a ranch near Glacier Park in Montana, and many priests often came up to our to our place for uh, rest and recreation, um, and so I I had that experience. Not only that, our parish priest was uh, quite often invited uh, for for a Sunday dinner, um, that kind of thing. And our us kids, I have eight brothers and sisters. We um, we learned a respect because our parents showed that priest a great deal of respect, and we were um, we saw that that witness of our parents um, take, helping take care of that priest um, in, their, in their enjoyment, helping them to relax from their, their work um, in, the, in their parishes. 
Also, um, many times we had uh, a priest bring young young people up for a camp, and um, and so um, I have many many nieces and nephews, and so they also were able to see that that vocation of the priesthood lived out in in that in enjoying God's creation, um, and to see that that a priest is a is a man just like every other man and they enjoy God's creation but they are also God's um God's servants and they um they help take care of us and this is Sunday was Good Shepherd Sunday so we got to see I I growing up I got to see um many of them shepherding their flock also just as I've uh lived here in South Dakota the the many priests that have come into my life um through the through the parish here um and my kids growing up with them um they've seen my kids have seen um different types of of vocations and um and i think that's a good thing about our parish too is that um we get to see the different types of of priests that come and 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 are able to see that they they are also individual people who have different strengths and and um and charisms that that help them in their in their vocation to to be our our shepherd. So well, that's a beautiful testimony, and I can say, as a priest, that is one of my most uh, joyful experiences: is to be out in the world with families, with moms, dads, grandmas, grandpas, and kids, and and experience faith. Whether it's <clears throat> fishing together on the river or uh, Suzanne, this winter after the Christmas time, I'm ice fishing on a local area where there a bunch of our parishioners were out there and uh, to happen to see a couple of our uh, confirmation students there come over. Hey, Father, what are you catching? We're catching these. Come over by us, Father. We're, we're really catching a lot of them over here, you know. Those are beautiful experiences of shared life or, or whether it's just uh, going to a family's home and having a meal and, and just laughing together or playing a game. Um, you know, sometimes people say, Father, you're too busy, or I, we don't want to ask because I know, but we can find a time. Let's, let's put a date on the calendar. Let's schedule something. Uh, you may not be able to get your priest if you just ask him every week right after church, but if you call ahead, if you make a schedule and say, Father, would you come over to our house? We're, we're going to have just dinner and just kind of just get to know you more. That's a beautiful way of spending that time with your priest and and experiencing that joy of a vocation with your family, children and grandchildren as well. You know, Suzanne, uh, you yourself also, uh, you've talked about your your nieces and nephews and and the life of vocations. Do you have any vocations that are in your family? Mm -hmm. Yes, I have a a nephew who is going to be ordained at uh, Our Lady Guadalupe Seminary in Nebraska on May 28th. It's a great great time for our family to be get be together and we're very excited about that well we'll pray for your your nephew and may god bless his priesthood and we'll be right back stay tuned right here on real presence live there's more talking about vocations right here <laughs> 